Hey guys, welcome back to Chance at the Podcast. This is Niall. And this is Brittany. And we are back for another episode. Um, I feel like <laughs> this subject matter is like such a big thing. And like people, I, I don't know if it's heightened because of social media or not, but like I feel like Definitely. people literally just have so much opinions and so much to say about like what we're about to talk about. But before we dive into that, um we are just going to do like a little check-in so how has your week been my week's been okay I feel like every week is like up and down but this week I feel like it was a little bit better because I ordered a Nordic track and y'all it's literally life-changing like it's been so hot and humid running outside and my workouts have been suffering I like do not go to the gym because COVID so um, Wait, I didn't think you liked the running on a treadmill, though. I don't, but I heard such good things about it, and like their commercial, like their little ads, are literally were bombarding me for like months. And I heard like people tell, like people were telling me, like, no, it's actually good. So I was like, okay, fine. And when I did Orange Theory, like you have to run on a treadmill. So I'm like, I just bit the bullet because it like comes with like workouts and all this stuff, and like an incline. It's just like a really good, easy machine everybody should have in their home if they like to work out at home so that's funny because like you're kind of obsessed with it just like how all the peloton people are obsessed with their peloton and they think the peloton's like the best thing ever so yeah that's funny (laughs) how is your don't they have instructors like nordic instructors well you have to pay for an ifit membership so it's come with like it comes with like you can meditate on there you can tell them what kind of like things you have so if i have dumbbells and kettlebells and like mm-hmm. resistance bands at home it'll give me workouts with those like e- with that equipment so it's not just running like they have like inclines and like hiking it'll sh- like I've been doing like the French Polynesian workouts so it's like a coach is like running with me through like Bora Bora it's like so beautiful it puts me in such a good mood like before I start the work day but yeah cool yeah how are you doing I'm doing good I mean just trying to I am on like what month two of my new job. It feels like I've been working like for five months, but it's really only been like month two. So I feel like now I'm finally like in the group of work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like gotten over that like first month of like work type of feel. So mm-hmm. I'm like finally feeling like I'm getting my own like groove and like work from home life and that sort of thing. So work's been good actually. Um and yeah, like, it's so crazy because in Michigan, like, it's going to get cold soon. So I've been trying to, like, do stuff on the weekends that have to do with, like, being outside and just, like, you know, getting good weather, like, while I can before it just gets, like, really cold. Before you're, like, locked in the house. Yeah, exactly. Like, for real, so, for real. That's not fun. So yeah, anyway, life's good. Yeah, well, that is great to hear. Uh, so, it's, guys, today's episode I feel like every episode we say this is super important, but it's like in your 20s, everything is like super important. Yeah, you know what? I need to stop saying that every time I'm introducing a topic. But like everything's a big deal. I feel like that's why we say that. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions to be made in your 20s. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this is, let's just get into it. (laughs) We're just going to get into it. <laughs> okay, so 
guys, after you graduate and like once you finally land your first like full-time job, then you're like faced with, especially if you're living at like in the same town, like hometown as your parents or whatever, you're faced with the question of, do I live at home or do I rent or do I buy? Rent, buy, live with your parents, stack up your coins, decisions, decisions, decisions. And it's so crazy because when I graduated college, I moved to New York and I was paying rent. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I never thought I would ever have to move back home with my parents. Like, you know, I was just like, I don't know, that just wasn't a thought of mine. Um, but now since I've moved to Detroit, I obviously live with my parents and I've been like living with them since like mid-January. Mm-hmm. Um, and to tell you the truth, I don't have a big issue with it because I don't... Um, <laughs> my parents are so cool like they're so cool so like it hasn't been bad like yet you know what I'm saying like I don't have any like crazy stories to tell yet but it just hasn't been bad well okay let's say it hasn't been that long either so like maybe ask me like come well let's say that we both come from households that are not toxic and not crazy. And like, we both come from, so I also live at home. I guess, let me just say that I also live at home, but Niall and I are both blessed to come from households that are like, like one family units. Like our parents are still like, our parents are still together and everything separated and like our family's intact. And like, yeah, we have like, you know, crazy. And some people have to like move back home and like not have their own room. Yeah, or like, you know, like, it's not enough space for them, or they feel like cramped for space. And mm-hmm. I guess I didn't feel that way either. You know, yeah. I came home to a room. Yeah, to a bedroom and right. in my own bathroom and whatever. So exactly. I mean, I guess that's been a benefit of the whole situation. Um, but when COVID happened, and then my brother, obviously, like, you know, school was virtually he moved back in and he has his own room and his own bathroom so now we're at complete capacity and I don't really have too many complaints I I mean I really don't I mean like Mm -hmm. the only thing that I guess is kind of annoying is like and I think Brittany can relate to this is like the kitchen thing like like that is peak peak annoyance (laughs) Niall just heard me y'all on the phone right before we started recording that I was like fussing. I was like, where's my, like, where's my food? <laughs> and like, my mom was like, oh, it's probably here. And I was like, no, like, yeah, that's like literally the only thing. So yeah. I feel like, so my brother has mostly been away at school, even it was when it was virtual, he still had his lease um, at LSU. So he's been away cool. like, pretty much this entire time. But yeah, even when he's here, like I feel I feel like, yeah, there are moments where it's like, I need space or like, you know, you just want to be home alone. But for the most part, like, I love staying at home because I'm able to save a lot of money. Like I have a home cooked meal every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I have about to say that you have a built in like support system whenever you need it. So like overall, for us, it's good. But there are definitely like, downsides to it especially the older we get so we're both like early 20s right now but this is definitely not like a long-term plan exactly and 
I feel like, oh, you know what's probably the most difficult part about living at home in your 20s? Dating? Is dating. Okay, y'all. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Let me back up. Let me back up. I think the number one reason why us living at home right now works for us is because we have great relationships with our parents. Does that yes. make sense? Like, if it wasn't that this way, like, I don't think I was able like, be able to do it. Like, my parents are so cool. Like, they give me my space. Like, they don't be all up on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not, like, checking me, like, if I'm not home or what time or where I am. Like, it's none of that, like, crazy, like, kind of high school type, like, things that go on. So, with that being said, I do think, though, that the hardest thing about living at home is dating. So I yeah. think you can speak more to that because like you were actively dating since you've been home. I've only lived in Detroit for like five months. So like, I can't really speak to like the whole dating while living at home, but you can. Yeah. So I feel like when you're dating, you're living at home. Like it's like, you're completely fine with living at home until you get to that point because it's like, you feel like, oh my gosh, they have to come pick me up from my parents' house. And like, that is like so anxiety driven. Cause it's like, I don't want my dad to like, be like look it out for whoever's picking me up I don't want my people to know who I'm dating like he's got to come to the door like you know that is like so much anxiety and pressure so like I feel like that and then once you know the relationship progresses it's like naturally people go stay by their like significant other's house and yeah whatever. but see that makes it like whoever you're dating though has to have his own his or her own place like, yeah. yeah because if they don't then it just it won't you, work yeah, then you're basically just like playing house in your parents' house. No, then you're basically sixteen in high school. Yes, exactly. So like that definitely makes it difficult, and I that's why it gets to a point where you do get too grown to like be in your parents' house. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I would have people are I've like I have some friends in Detroit, and they're much older than me, and um they talk about like how like one of my friends she literally like when. Like, she was living in New York, and then she moved here. Mm -hmm. And when she moved back, like, Detroit was her hometown. So when she moved back home, she obviously, like, just, like, moved in with her parents, even though she was, like, literally over the age of 25. She was just, like, I'm not paying rent. Like, that's crazy. So anyway, she moved in with her parents. But her boyfriend literally, like, had his own place. And, like, when she moved out, it was when she was engaged, and they moved and bought a house. Hmm. so she lasted like her whole I I'm guess I'm saying this to say that like she lasted like her whole dating life like living with her parents and like the one time she did move out was because she was getting married that's interesting I think you know you and I kind of but he had his like he had his own place he had his own place so yeah like, no, no no I get that you and I touched on this a little bit in our IG live though about how we would never want to like live with a significant other and I think that kind of speaks to like I don't know when we so look at other meaning boyfriend let me be yeah. clear on that not yeah females. yeah 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 so like I don't know when I envision like what the rest of my 20s looks like it looks like whenever I'm like ready to move out and like want to start paying bills or like either buy a place or start paying for rent mm-hmm. um I want to do that before I you know move in with a with a man because I feel like it's very important to have that period of time where you like are had your own stuff you're self-sufficient like so I've had an apartment completely by myself before and so have you but neither one of us were really paying for the rent completely yeah no no 
We yeah. both had support from our parents. And I, I feel like there's power in that moment when you are completely paying for all your own bills. You have your yeah. own place. No one can say like, oh, well, I do this for you. I do that for you. So that is definitely a goal of ours. Yeah. So that's like such a great segue because me and Brittany always talk a lot like about like our goals and the timeline of when we want to move out. So I know personally for me, like I only plan to live at home for like probably six to seven more months just to like really stack my money really be able to like when I move out like you know what I'm saying it's not a issue it's not a thing being able to like afford all the furniture I want you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. be able to like really furnish a place and really move into a place that I really would like to move into so my goals right now is definitely like six to seven months and just like I have my own like different savings account for like moving out and the expenses that come with that um and so when you move out do you want to buy or do you want to rent oh such a good question (laughs) um i was okay so recently like i really wanted to have accurate numbers so that my savings goals really reflected like reality instead of just throwing up a number like oh i want to have ten thousand dollars no so like basically i've actually already started looking at um apartments and homes just to get like a general feel and see if that's something i would actually want to do like buying versus running um and actually like two weekends ago i went and like looked at homes and then the weekend before that i've looked at apartments so like especially since i'm new to detroit i don't know if i want to buy a place with some place i'm not really that familiar with you know what I'm saying? Like if it was like a Atlanta or something, I wouldn't hesitate to buy a place because it's just like familiar, familiar to me. I know other people like that sort of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I'm still up in the air about what I'm going to do here in terms of buying or um, mm-hmm. like it buying or um, renting. So what's like, I mean, and the thing that I've come to realize is like buying is such more complicated than like I what ever would have imagined. Like. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was complicated because I'm a real estate license, but I did not know that it would be, I don't know, just much more things I would have to think about, you know, until you're like in that situation. And that's why I wanted to actually go look for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't have like a hard deadline for myself. Like, so I originally did, like, I was, uh, like, it was getting to a point where it was literally stressing me out. I was like, I need to start, like, by the end of 2020, like, I need to completely move out. And now I'm like, why? Like, I was only doing it because of what I was seeing other people doing and not because that's the best financial decision for me. And New Orleans, like, market is so competitive. Like, it is so competitive and so expensive. And, like... Competitive in terms of what? Buying a home? Yes. Okay. Like, you can get, like, a two-bedroom, one-bath, like, run-down little house that needs, like, obvious repairs. Like, not to change the appearance of it, but just for it to be a safe, suitable home. And it will be so expensive compared to what it should be worth and it's because of the gentrification in the city so for me like I want I want to own property in New Orleans because it is my home and Mm -hmm. I don't want the city to continue to be 
bought up by like Airbnb and just people who are not from here. And I think it's like diminishing the culture. So like that is a goal of mine. But in order for me to do it and to do it right, I need to have way more like saved up than what I currently have. And I feel like I also need to be in a better mindset. Like I'm 23 right now. I don't think that I would even be responsible enough to like own a house and like take care of it the way that it needs to be taken care of, especially because like I still have so much I want to do in life. Like I don't even know if I well, want to- Well, I think you would be responsible enough. It's just like, do you want that type of responsibility? That's more of it. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not like somebody that would just like- completely like you know not do the right thing in terms of taking care of your home I just think it's like more so you're not in that space of wanting that big of a responsibility more so than anything um Mm -hmm. and I think that's interesting that you say that because I see so many people like on social media like just bought my first house like buy don't rent like your mortgage could be the price of the rent and like all of these like little like catchphrases people say but (laughs) buying a house is much more than just making a mortgage payment people and so like um I feel like that's another thing you have to consider when you're trying to think about this whole like buying a house versus renting. I think another thing is too, is like when you're living with your parents, people expect you to be living with your parents and like once you're done, have like this huge like, oh, like Brittany was staying at home because she wanted to buy a house. But if you move out and like that wasn't what like that isn't what you got or that wasn't like your goal in mind, you know, I think you try to like kind of psych yourself out to think, okay, because I'm living with my parents, I need my next move needs to be like huge. Yeah. Does that makes sense. For sure. Yeah, no, I definitely get it. I guess the main thing that you have to consider in this whole rent versus buy kind of conversation is like just do what's best for you. Like do what is best for you, your financial situation, your financial goals, and like that's it, period. Like you can't be comparing like, oh my God, like I saw like Mary moved out and she has this nice apartment and da 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 da. It's just like you don't know what her situation is. Just like she doesn't know what your situation is. Like, and so that's why you can't be quick to pass judgment on people because I could be living, Mary could be in like some nice, nice apartment and literally be living paycheck to paycheck, like literally not saving a dime, literally just have so many bills versus somebody could be living at home and literally has $20,000 in the bank. You know, you just never know people's financial situation. Well, yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's a big part of the misconception on social media and like the pressure is like, everybody's posting these keys in front of like a new apartment or a new house, but they're not posting like how they got there. And it's like, if you got there because you worked hard, you saved your money, you got it, like props to you. But there are a lot of people out there whose parents are still paying for that or they're getting an inheritance or or they're literally literally living from paycheck to paycheck exactly like if they lost their job tomorrow they wouldn't be able to afford to pay rent exactly so like you always get in that mindset of like you just because something looks a certain way like there's always a backstory to it and unless these people are like opening up talking about how they got there which they don't even need they don't need to but it's important for people to like have perspective and not and just mind the business that pays you yeah exactly (laughs) well yeah but I'm just saying like it's easy to get wrapped up like oh my gosh everybody around me is posting keys in front of like a new place like I need to be doing that but you like you don't need to feel down on yourself because those people might not even have it because they worked hard or whatever you just don't know you just never know people's situations 
Um, and I guess that brings me to say too that like just because I'm living at home, you guys, does not mean I cannot afford to live. Um, that I like I can't afford to move out or afford my own apartment. I could yeah. easily afford to have my own apartment, have my own place. That's mm-hmm. just a financial decision I've made because I just right now, especially with like COVID and everything, like it's yeah. just really no point in paying rent. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to justify it. So that's why I've identified a goal. Like, this is what I want to have saved up before I move out, you know, set a time frame for that. And then if that time frame gets here and I still don't might, you know, might not want to do what I have planned, just pivot. You know what I'm saying? So I know like a big thing is like, oh my God, like, do you contribute? Like, do you pay any of your parents' bills? Um, the answer to that is no. <laughs> And I don't mean to sound like spoiled or nothing like that. Like, it's not even that for me. It's just like, no, I just, yeah. I'm responsible for whatever I, I think know. it's a, important for us to like, just frame this. So like, if you know us, then you already know how our lifestyles are in our family, like dynamics. But if you don't know us, like Nile and I did, like, we grew up in pretty, like, solid households like our parents are like they do well for themselves so we're not we've never been in a situation where um we like had to struggle i guess if you put it in that way and then our parents are also the type of parents like we were raised pretty similarly which is why we are friends we were we weren't necessarily raised in households where our parents are like though we can do for you we're not going to do for you because we want to see you like get it on your own our parents are more so in that mindset like we didn't have this or like we want to make sure our kids are set up for absolute success so like I just wanted to put that framing on there because I know it can for some people it may sound like we are spoiled or whatever but it's really from our parents perspective it's like they're going to take care of us as best they can until like we're ready to you know dive into all of that like bigger things yeah and like it's not like, oh, I'm counting, like, coins. Like, you know, like, I'm out. My parents want something to eat. Like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm gonna get them something to eat. Like, it's not, like, crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like I'm not willing to, like, do pay for anything else besides my own stuff. It's not like that. It's just, like, you know, it's, like, hardcore bills. No. Yeah. So, like, well, like, I definitely get my own groceries. Um, Like, definitely pay for, like, my own, like, household things, like, body wash and candles and bullshit like that. Like, I definitely take care of that on my own. And then I definitely treat my parents, like, to dinner. And then I also pull my weight around the house. So, like, I'm not sitting here, like, <laughs> not cleaning up anything, not doing my own laundry, whatever. So, I think that's important for us to also add in there because, like, for a lot of people, they immediately are on their own. They don't know what does that look like to live at home when you're in your 20s and, like, you have a full-time job. Yeah. It's like, we still contribute, just maybe not financially. hmm I know my parents love having me around because I'm a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, it really hasn't been a bad experience for me. So, I, I mean, I don't know. You never know what life has to offer you know it might change but for right now you know we're moving and grooving mm-hmm. so today guys one of our first friend of the show my friend Isa is on to talk about her home buying experience and um 
I was like trying to think who did I know at 23 that's bought a house and she's literally the only person I know. So <laughs> it ended up working out perfectly <laughs> because we were trying to like think about, you know, as we're moving into our 20s, how the transition from renting to buying and that whole conversation that I know is really popular right now. So um, Issa, why don't you just go ahead and talk about what brought you to the decision to purchase a home this young and just introduce yourself. All right. Hi, guys. Um, thank you guys for having me. Love your content and just always tune in. I find it so helpful. Um, I, I'll just get right into it because y'all know scheduling is hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think what brought me to buying a house is a few things. Um, like my parents, they're first generation immigrants, so not something they had already. Um, a second part of that, thinking about, you know, I live in New York and rent is pretty expensive. Um ranging anywhere from like three to five K a month. Uh, so that's not really sustainable um, for me. And then the third thing is just like, I decided to move back with my parents after school. So I just felt like I had a lot of financial flexibility and was able to kind of invest in bigger things more early on because I didn't have as much um, debt or as much bills or, and, and all that kind of stuff that comes with, you know, living on your own. Yeah, for sure. So how did you get started in that home buying process? So how did I get started? I, I feel like I, like everyone else, you go on Zillow, like looking up <laughs> homes. Like, you like love your dream <laughs> homes in the list. <laughs> I was so surprised that someone actually bought it before you did. Like I was just on Zillow for, I'll, I'll say for like, like five, six years, just looking at stuff, um, thinking like, what's my style? What do I like? Stuff like that. Uh, but you know, when it started getting more real, you got to get more realistic, like, okay, what's my budget? Um, you know, what can I afford? And the first thing I did was I got a, um, pre-qualification, which basically just means like it's the bank or the private company or whatever, just signing off on, yes, you're allowed to take out a home for this much. Um, and that was just helpful for me because it's like, you go through this process of falling in love with a house and you realize you're not qualified to get it. Yeah, getting that out the way up front was very helpful. Um, and knowing like what range was I looking for, um, knowing that if I do close on this home, I have a secured, you know, financial firm ready to back me. Uh, so that's one of the first things I did. And I think even before getting into the home buying process, I did a lot of work around my credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's something we really think about when we're younger, but now everything depends on credit. And my credit was really bad when I graduated from school because I was always like shopping. <laughs> I was always shopping, traveling, all, all this other stuff. And then I graduated and I'm like, shit, this is a very high bill. Um, like, I, And I always told myself, like, I'm just going to wait till I graduate and get a job and pay it off. So that's what I did. Uh, I think what was hard about that process is you can't rush it. Like, I couldn't just take X amount and just pay off my credit card to zero. Like, I had to work, save those checks. Mm-hmm budget for such a long time and sometimes it'll only go up like 10 points i'm like damn like i've been trying to save for uh, this whole month <laughs> right and it only went up 10 points so it's really like it's, it's just a patience game but once my credit was in a good spot um i, I went ahead and got the pre-qualification mm-hmm. and isn't the credit so important it's like the lower your credit is the more interest they're going to charge you yeah want your interest as low as possible like um you might end up paying a thousand or two thousand more a month on a home if you know if you have low credit. Yeah. yeah. 
Like I know, I know that's one of the things that I see a lot on social media. It's like, just because you see people popping up with homes and saying, you know, new house, bought a house in 19 or whatever the case is, like it's so much wild stuff out there, but really like being realistic and like, it's so many steps and processes to buying a home. Like I do not think people Mm -hmm. realize that. So how did you identify like a real estate agent Mm -hmm. and like, like, you know, your savings goals and stuff like that. So you could potentially, you know, be in the position that you were in to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think a few things, the way I identified a real estate agent, um, I went on Zillow, like, I don't know nobody. So I just went on there and I just, you know how you do those requests, whatever. So I did that. And so many people start reaching out to you. Like it was like 50 inquiries a day or texts or calls like, Hey, are you looking? I can help you. Wow. Um, but I, I ended up picking a woman. Her name is Susie. And the reason I picked her uh, is because, one, she lives in the area that we were most interested in. So I feel like she can really speak to, you know, what the experience is like. To right. And she was also a woman of color. So I feel like I, I just buying while black, you want to talk to people that are going to experience the same things you experience and have, you know, similar whatever. Um, yeah, we're all for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I did those two things in terms of finding a real estate agent. I think, yeah, that, that was really it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So cool. in look like reflecting on that entire process, um, what is something you wish you knew at the start? So I'll say a couple of things. I feel like I wish I knew kind of the amount of paperwork that needs to be approved and mm-hmm. how many times. Like, uh, I don't think people realize, like, just because you made an offer on the home and it's the price you want, you're already qualified. There's so many steps from that pre-qualification to closing, which includes like one of the biggest lessons I learned is each state is different. And I didn't know that. Um, like whatever you're buying a home in has different real estate laws. So like, for example, if you're buying in Pennsylvania, your real estate agent handles everything for you. Versus when you're buying in New York, you need to find your own lawyer. You need to find your own, you know, qualification person, you need to find your own broker, your own inspector, all that stuff is on you. Um, and just the, like, they asked for so much of my bank information. So that was, like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, it was just, it was just such an amazing. Wait, are you stealing my identity? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we need your bank statements for the past three months and the past six months. And they really go through line by line with like a legal person and just make sure all the checks that came in were legit and, you know, from a legit place. You never want to have like a large amount of cash deposited into your account when you're trying to buy a home because you just kind of think that's real stuff. Like, where are you getting this money from? Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. You have so, all that stuff was things I learned. And just right. like my real estate agent, she gave me like to do's and to don'ts when we started the process. So, I knew not to move a lot of money around. Yeah, that's good tips because I, I feel like I would have never thought about that. Like, yeah. you know, like, what to do. Money. I'm putting it in my account, like, you know, but yeah, I, exactly. I, I literally would just hold like checks that I had or money or whatever. I would just hold it in a separate account. Yeah, yeah. So, were there requirements for you to have like a full time job for like X amount um, before you were able to buy that house? So, because I I graduated in 2019, so they knew I like I didn't have two years of work experience. So typically, when you buy a home, they take your two years of work experience and they average out your income over those two years, and that's mm-hmm. how you qualified. But since I didn't, they asked me for my degree um, and then my transcript that kind of show like, 
oh, I was a committed student. I had okay grades. I was able to like upkeep that, whatever. And, you know, just one year of income tax return. And then again, I always had to provide them like every time I got my check or every time I got paid because I didn't have, you know, enough work history. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely important. I think that's something young like home buyers need to know about. Um, because I know even for me, I was considering a couple of months ago, like purchasing a home. Oh. And I, so like, I think one of the first things I did was I was like, let me just start going to like, look, because I don't think until you like really get into the process, you realize like get a full scope of like how much this will cost you, how much work it is. Like you really just got to go out there and start looking. And so like, I started to be like, do I really want to have pay taxes on the house? Do I really want to have an HOA bill or, you know, and do I really want to be tied down to this location? So like, how did you walk through that process of like, I know that like, this is where I want to purchase a home. And I know that this is the right financial decision for me to make. So I, yeah, I think on the first part, like, how did I know it was a home for me? Like, again, like I got this from my parents. So it's, kind of about them thinking about, you know, they have a family, what kind of, what are the schools like over here? Is it diverse? Like, I don't want to put the kids in a place where they only, you know, they're not seeing people that look like them. Um, is it safe? You know, coming from New York City, I feel like the only reason you leave is to go into safer neighborhoods. Um, thinking about property tax is super important to us because the home is already expensive, like on right. its own. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Property tax, they charge you by how big the home is. So you don't want to, you know, pay an additional 20, 30K in just property taxes every year. And that never goes away. Even if you pay your home to zero dollars, right. they're always going to be there. So we had a max for the property tax because I think you want to decide what your monthly bill, what monthly bill you're comfortable with. Yeah, like all in, right? Like all in, like water, everything included. I'm only paying X amount and then start budgeting everything against that. Mm-hmm. Um I think getting started like on what type was right for me, I just knew like first I wasn't interested in like a um, FHA loan or anything like that because those like those let you put down less, but it's way more every month. You mm-hmm. have insurance, you have like additional insurance, additional taxes, the less money you put down. They actually charge you if you put down less than 20%. So all that's it's like, I'd rather take a big chunk of money away right now and just be done with it than sign up for paying, you know, five to 10,000 every month on additional fees. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I think like that's something too. You can't compare yourself to other and your other people's journeys because it's like you do not yeah. know how much like goes into things that you see like on social media and just got to stick to like what's personal you know, what's right for you personally, I guess, and your like financial goals. Yeah. So I guess we'll like round this out with like, what's one like last piece of advice you would give someone that like wants to buy a home anytime soon? Like, is it have a big down payment really save? Like, what is it? I think my, like my biggest advice is just leverage your network and information is kind of key here. Like, think about who do you know that has done this? And I I think the best way to learn things is to ask someone who's already done it. Like, can you reach out to a friend that's bought a home? Can she refer you to a real estate agent? Can she refer you to banks that approved her? Can she give you some, you know, tea around taxes and how to get lower taxes? Like, even for me, someone told me recently, like, I can get um, credit back on taxes and they'll give me my money back. 
if I apply for like, the star program because my siblings aren't in school. So it's wow. just like the more you add, yeah, the more you talk to people, the more you realize like there's so many tricks to lowering that monthly bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations, homeowner. I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, so amazing to hear your story because I mean, first of all, we see on social media, like Niall said earlier, people will post their keys without any context to how as like a young 20 something how they were able to do it. So it sets like these really real, like unrealistic kind of expectations for everyone. Yeah. And then not only that, but you also are doing it for your family. And I think that's so incredible. And something that like for Niall and I, if we were to think about buying a house, we'd be completely selfish about it. Like, oh, I want this, this and that. And for you to like have to take into consideration like school and like size of the house and whatever. Like, I think that is um something that adds just so much more to your story. So we really do appreciate you coming on here and like being able to give us a little bit more insight about the home, like owner experience as a whole. And then also being a young 20 something, like being able to like do that for yourself and your family. Yeah. Super dope. Super awesome. Thank you so much for being (laughs) on the show. And um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, thank you. Wait, let's give her a shout out for her Instagram so people can Yeah, tell us your socials. So my Instagram, wait, so it's Issa Balde underscore underscore. But you got to spell Issa like Issa from Insecure. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Plug. Okay, got it. (laughs) Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hopefully it was super informative and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.